0: So today we have Christy Dobbs, who uh, was injured by the Pfizer vaccine and testified before the FDA yesterday. Christy, welcome today. And um, how are you doing after the vote?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me again, Christine. I know um, people may think that my story is going to sound like a broken record. But, um, you know, if I don't speak and I'm not the voice for the voiceless, I don't know who else will. Um, I feel I've got the tenacity and the determination to keep doing it. Um, Yesterday, it didn't go uh, as we had planned and as we had prayed it would go. Um, But I hate to say this, but what do you expect when millions of doses of the Pfizer vaccination for children ages five to 11 had already been pre-purchased prior to this hearing yesterday? Um, Seems a little ironic to me. Um, I'm disappointed. Um, I'm angry. There are those in my group of vaccine injured that are just disgusted and worried. I've mentioned it before. I am a mother of four young children. I have a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old. Right. They're, They're exactly in the
0: group that they're targeting.
1: They will be now. Um, we've been discriminated against, um, because I refuse to vaccinate my oldest daughter, she was in the first group that came forward um, when the vaccinations opened for that age group. And I'm sure I'll be the same with my other three children. Um, This journey has been very hard. Again, like I said, I'm the voice for the voiceless, but I feel like God put me here for a reason. and, And I don't mention that very often because I don't want people to think that I'm a crazy Christian but at first I was angry and I was upset and thinking, why have I been put in this position? But I have to be quite frank and honest that because I have always been pro-science and I I was pro-vaccine, I am still pro some of the vaccines that have been around for years. All of my kids have been vaccinated up to this point. Um, I'm don't think I'm going to be very pro new vaccine after this until we see years of studying and actually see the results that come from studies that need to be done before we start using human beings as um, lab rats. But back to my story before my brain fog gets me. uh, Take your time, Christy take your time. I feel like I was placed in this position. I know now that I've been through this journey because if I would have done fine with the vaccine, and my husband did do fine with both doses of Pfizer as well, I would have vaccinated my children. And if what has been cursed upon me would have been cursed upon my children, and I made that decision as a parent, I would not be able to live with myself. Um, You know, I have to go back and I have her blessing to keep speaking of this story, but I always have to go back to meeting At the time when she had her vaccine, 12-year-old Maddie Degari. um, And
0: set up her story if people don't know about it because they suppressed the commercial that was supposed to run in Washington, D.C. and some Maryland
1: counties. And we've, we've talked about it, written about it. That's been our newest debacle. Again, it was a paid advertisement. And last minute, it was pulled by the lawyers of Comcast. Um, I'm not quite sure who it was paid for. I don't know all of the logistics and legalities behind it, but I do know that it was anticipated to roll out and then last minute just completely pulled because it is quote unquote misinformation. We've been labeled as misinformation. We've been censored. And our whole intention to bring forth these vaccine injuries is because we were not informed that these could happen to us when we chose to get the vaccine. We were told that it was safe and effective and it is clearly not safe or effective for certain people. Um,
0: Did they they ask you any questions yesterday when you testified or, or, you know, you you were, uh, you only had three minutes. I know that, but did they ask any questions of anybody?
1: No, no. And you know, I, I hate to say it again. And I feel very, very fortunate that I was actually chosen in the lottery um, of people to speak at the meeting, you know, they didn't know that I was vax injured. And I, I'm sure if they would have known that prior, they would not have letting me speak. But um, I do feel fortunate that I was chosen to be able to do that so that I could still get testify and know that I did my part to be 100% authentic, to be 100% truthful, and to get the information out there. I'll keep doing it again and again and again and again, even if it only saves one life. Um Christy, do you have your statement
0: close by right now that you read? Can we, If, if not, we can easily do it on another uh, uh, interview. But I'm yeah. just wondering if you have it. If you I have know. it, why don't you just read that to the audience, to your testimony?
1: I will. And then I can get back to my story with Maddie really quick, which is in, mm-hmm. in my testimony. But if you don't mind if I just look down at my paperwork. Absolutely. Um, And I did add a few things last minute. So I do apologize if there's a word or two that are missing or that I added, but this was my rough draft um, that I had printed prior to reading. Um, My name is Christy Dobbs. I'm a dental hygienist, wife and mother of four. I am pro-science and I believe in good medicine. I received my first and only dose of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine on January 18th, 2021. I had an immediate reaction at the hospital clinic where I was appointed. My initial reaction was a tingling sensation in my left arm where I had just received the shot. It felt as though water was dripping inside of my arm. I had barely sat down in the monitoring station when I suddenly had a pre-syncopal episode. I couldn't breathe, felt hot, had increased pulse, respirations, and heart rate, as well as a blood pressure reading that was so high it was stroke-worthy. The next two days following my (laughs) Pfizer vaccine, my symptoms included a sore arm, fatigue, swollen lymph nodes, and a headache. These are all the normal side effects I anticipated and was given as informed consent. However, on day three after the inoculation, the effects of the vaccine started to ravage my body. I had a sharp stabbing pain in my left scapular region, as well as paresthesias and tremors in my left arm and hand. By day four, I was having full body tremors and paresthesias, as well as an internal electrical vibration feeling, tinnitus, extreme fatigue, brain fog, muscle pain and weakness, inability to sleep, and multiple autonomic dysfunctions. I have had over 22 different symptoms that have plagued me for over nine months. To date, I have seen over 15 different medical providers and specialists. Back in March, I even had a telehealth visit with one of Dr. Nath's colleagues, Dr. Safabi at the NIH. I have been specifically told not to vaccinate my children. I have sent my blood to the NIH, as well as prestigious universities and private researchers looking for answers. My vaccine injuries have been reported to Pfizer, VAERS, CDC, FDA, NIH, and other prominent research facilities. Messages and meetings have transpired between the vaccine injured and top officials at the CDC and the FDA, including Rochelle Walensky, Peter Marks, Janet Woodcock, and Paul Richards. They have all known about these COVID-19 vaccine injuries since at least early this year. I have met countless others that have been injured by the COVID vaccines, and because of the intentional suppression of these reactions, the injured have been unable to get essential medical care, research for treatments, and there is clearly no recovery plan or financial support. We are being silenced, abandoned, and cast aside as collateral damage. I have met 13 year old Maddie Degari, who was severely injured and is now confined to a wheelchair with a feeding tube after receiving her Pfizer COVID 19 vaccine under clinical trial. She has been given no real medical help, abandoned by Pfizer, the test clinic, and the FDA. Her adverse event was coded as nothing more than a stomach ache. Her mother fights daily for answers and help while watching her child endure this painful journey. I accepted my vaccine as a personal responsibility to my family, community, and country. She chose to participate in the vaccine trial as a brave 12-year-old child wanting to beat COVID and get back to normal. We were wrongfully coerced into taking this vaccine by prominent politicians, world health leaders, and renowned medical directors of this country. We were told that these vaccines are safe and effective, but Maddie and I are living proof that these vaccines are not safe nor effective. If we impose these vaccines on our most vulnerable, our children. It will be an absolute crime against humanity. If this happened to us, it will happen to more. We have got to protect our children. They are our future. We are real, not rare. Beautiful, Beautiful
0: statement. Beautiful statement, Christy. Um, go back to Maddie and tell us more about meeting Maddie, as you as you had because you've met Maddie months and months ago.
1: Yeah. And what I wanted to finish in my Maddie story is, you know, she was injured during the clinical trial. She did fine with her first dose. She had the typical headache, general malaise. Um, I think she even had a fever. Um, It wasn't until she got her second dose that immediately within, I I believe it was, you know, an 18 hour kind of deal almost the next day. But immediately she was already having those tingling type sensation and just a red sore, super sore arm. Um, And then just all heck broke loose in her body. I mean, same thing that's happened with a lot of us. We have no control over these autonomic functions. She went um, numb from her chest down, uh, which is why she's still in a wheelchair and unable to walk. She has GI issues, which again, the stomach is part of our autonomic nervous system. It's all the um, organs that run automatically without us telling them to do it. So our brain, our heart, our kidney, liver, stomach. stomach is not processing food correctly. So she has a feeding tube. Um, when I first met Maddie, I am, I'm living proof. I can testify. I helped push the formula through her feeding tube. Um, when we, after we had gone out to dinner and the poor thing, um, when I met her, we were in Wisconsin, we were there for the press conference, um, that we had back in June and all she wanted was to go eat cheese curds. And to see this now 13-year-old child have to go into a restaurant and chew up the food that she wants to so desperately taste and swallow, to chew it up in her mouth and then have to have something to spit it back out into, because she cannot physically swallow food without having dire implications afterwards. Um, but getting back to her mother, Stephanie. It must be, it must be frightening for, for little Maddie, too. It's so frightening, frightening. but she has still, through this horrible journey, as all of us have, you still have to look on the bright side of things, too, that she is still here. She is still able to, you know, be involved in certain functions. But you can tell, even as a 13-year-old girl, she's missing out on some of the best years of her life, some of the physical abilities that she was able to do before. She's missing out on the sports and being able to just walk up in stairs to go to basketball games or even to walk into school. Let um, me let
0: me say something a little stronger, Christy. They have taken her innocence away.
1: Oh, absolutely. They have taken
0: her innocence and her joy and her fun as a child. Yeah. And
1: yeah. every opportunity to have
0: that because of,
1: because of these drugs. And to round out the whole story, what, what I want to get out is I know if Stephanie had a choice to take away one thing from Maddie, let alone the whole ailments that she's been cursed with through this vaccine journey, I know she would do it in a heartbeat as I would with my children. Now, Maddie was the one that decided that she wanted to do the clinical trial. Like I said, she was brave and bold and said, I want to do this. I want to be one of the ones that can help beat COVID. I want to get back to school and I want to get back to playing with my friends and doing all the normal things. And so as a parent, you know stephanie still had to sign on the dotted line for it to be done and it is just you know maddie's been cursed with with the side effects but stephanie's been cursed with almost even worse by having the the weight of that decision on her shoulders every day and i do not want any parent to have to endure what she has endured let alone lose a child we have we have um victims, families that are in our group now, unfortunately, that have lost teenage children to the vaccines as well. And it is tough to speak out against the vaccine because it almost kind of is a double-edged sword. Um, people are not taking the vaccine and they're still dying. Could the vaccine have helped? We don't know. Should they have done it? We don't know. Because guess what? Even those that are having the reactions, were not being researched. We're not given the time to find out if this is what needs to be done in specific people. So now, and I have a perfect quote right here from one of the doctors at the FDA hearing yesterday. He said, Dr. M-E-I-S-S-E-N, Meissen, Messen, specifically stated he had a concern about injecting healthy children because of the uncertainty of the side effects. Now, all they wanted to drill yesterday during that whole meeting was myocarditis, myocarditis, myocarditis. They're not talking about these neurological effects that are coming from the vaccine as well, that are ripping children, like you said. They're ripping their absolute innocence away.
0: And they have known about the neurological, as as early as the neurological effects of these drugs, as early as December 2020, as we've recently earlier reported.
1: Yes, that's what people need to understand. That's right. That's the earliest
0: we do know with documentation because Mm -hmm. people reported it. One of the people, one one of the things that you um, you didn't mention in your statement, and and this needs to be explained too. The White House has known about these. Joe Biden has known about them because in May of 2021, late May 2021, you and some of the people in your group wrote a letter to the White House. And my understanding is you have not received a response from the White House to date.
1: No, we have not received uh, any information from the CDC or the FDA either. We've had meetings with them, but nothing has come of it. And the the key players that... Well, pardon me for interrupting.
0: Yeah, but pardon me for interrupting on that. You you had a meeting with uh, FDA and it was with Dr. Marks, but he didn't show up. Right. Okay, so let's be clear about that. That was my recollection that was in, uh, um, this is moving so fast. I think it was uh,
1: August or September. And I wasn't there. I have to test. I was not. I have group members that were there, but I do have the the knowledge um, that those meetings happened and that he did not show up for them either.
0: Well, I can confirm that because I interviewed the people who, the two people mm-hmm. that were actually in yeah. that meeting at that time. And then
1: we had our injured MDs, our medical doctors that have been injured by the vaccine. They had a separate meeting with the FDA and the CDC as well.
0: Right. Um, and I know that your group also met with um, an MDC affiliate journalist mm-hmm. on the East Coast. And that was in March of 2021 who wanted to do the story. But that journalist claimed that Pfizer threatened her. Yes. Career, if she went forward and reported uh, on your on your group's story at that time,
1: yes, and it was May of 2021. Just for it to be absolute.
0: Oh, it wasn't in March. It was May of t- 2021 <laughs> when she met with you. Okay, yeah.
1: all right. Um, but again, and I'm just going back through, you know, what I said in my speech. You know, we're not here to ruin any agenda that our politicians may have but these are real lives real American lives that are being affected and we may be a small percentage but if one person is injured by the vaccine I think that it at least deserves to be looked at but there are thousands of us and I can attest to the fact of just the three Facebook groups that I'm a part of one that I am an administrator of I there are at least uh, at least 2,500 of us, and just the three that I'm in, and there are more than that. Um, but Christy,
0: you have to you have to keep something in mind. <clears throat> when we talk about the U.S. pharmaceutical companies, we're not just talking about people in America or just people injured in America. We're also it, talking to people all over the world because the pharmaceutical companies are distributing all over the world.
1: You're correct. You know. I just, I keep mentioning that because You know, we are the United States of America. We're home of the free and the brave. We have so many freedoms that want to bring people to our country, yet we're treating our fellow Americans as though we were just garbage. Like I, I always say, just collateral damage. We've been absolutely cast to the side just to say, oh, sorry that happened to you. And then nothing else comes of it, nothing. Um, well, we're going to
0: continue, to, Chrissy. We're going to continue to to be absolutely receptive to all of your voices as this goes forward. And I appreciate the fact that you've taken the time today to report back to us of what happened to you. And please keep us informed because we're not giving up on this. We're not I, giving up on this. The kids are being targeted, and this is where the rubber meets the road.
1: Yes. I, I had an interview yesterday with somebody and I said, you know, I hate to say this, but you could ask my husband. Dynamite comes in a real small package. I may not be a very big girl, but I can use some some power behind at least my voice. Like I said, if I can just be a voice for the voiceless, then I know I'm doing my job and I've been injured for a reason so that I can at least help out in that way.
0: Well, thank you again, Chrissy, and, and please keep keep us informed as this story rolls around, because it's not going to stop. We know that it's not going to stop.
1: You're right. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks again, Christine. All right. Bye bye.